Welcome to the Who's He Podcast with me, Phil. And me, Paul. And on this week's show, we'll be continuing our Series 3 retrospective with a look at Family of Blood. But first, let's have some news. And, uh, well, as we recall, because we're recording quite early this week, aren't we? Yes. As we're recording on the Friday night rather than the, the usual Sunday morning. And um, I think it was yesterday, actually, was it, on Thursday, uh, the we both received an email saying that the there's a, a ballot has been opened for the Doctor Who celebration in November. In other words, the official Doctor Who convention at the Excel Centre. Uh, looks like they've got some spare tickets going, uh, so they've done a ballot. And, uh, yeah, so apparently that is open until Monday the 30th of September. 10am is the closing day, and people will be notified via email on Tuesday the 1st of October. You can buy up to four tickets, so it says here. And then basically any tickets that remain from the first ballot... A second ballot will be opened, and all applicants who are unsuccessful in the first ballot will be automatically entered into the second one. Yes. And basically, the ballot rounds will continue to be held until all the tickets have been sold. Yes. Get that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you know, it, it, this, is, this is news only for those people that listen to our podcast as soon as it's available. Indeed, indeed. Because you don't listen. Oh, you're too late. You're too late. You've missed it. Um, however, you might. You might um, actually, no, you won't because you haven't entered this ballot. You won't get in for the following ballots. No. Yeah, which is a little bit unfair, but... Oh, I don't know, though. Why, Maybe why they'll keep change. catching people? Maybe they'll change. No, I, I, think, I, think it's, I think it's reasonably fair, to be honest. You're basically saying, sorry everyone else, I want those tickets. <laughs> <laughs> no, no I, just, I just think, why, why should you keep making people who have been unsuccessful the first time have to reapply with <laughs> everyone else? Well, I'm I'm championing the listeners here, Paul. You obviously don't give a tinker's cuss for them, do you? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's. Um, I, I was actually quite surprised. Cause I thought there was nothing left for this. Yeah, I'm. I'm quite surprised. So, what's ha- the, the, are these returns or are these what people bought the wrong thing? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it does say it's a limited amount of additional tickets. Um, yeah. So I, I've no idea. I've no idea how many there are. It doesn't. It doesn't say. You'd thought there'd have to be a few, otherwise they would perhaps actually say this is. You just make it a prize if it's less than ten, wouldn't you? Well, yeah, you would have thought so. Because then you can all sort of like the the winners can buy up to four tickets. There's, yeah. got, there's got to be quite a few because I can't imagine it's going to be like ten winners or something. Maybe it's only ten winners. Who knows? I mean, and are they going to do the ballot in the fact that they're going to expect it to every everybody they give to buy the four, and perhaps no. that's why they're having the succession of ballots is to if people don't take up their allocation of four, those mm, tickets yeah. then go into the. So that everybody who gets an email will have a chance to buy. Otherwise, you could get an email saying, "Yes, you've been successful." Yeah. But if everybody's bought four, gone and bought four before you get to log on, there might not be any left if they've That's only bought on That's a true. average amount. Because they are they are still selling um, the adult tickets, uh, which is forty five pounds. Uh, children twenty pounds, or you can buy a family ticket for one hundred and four pounds, yeah. which is two adults and two children. And we still can't work out whether we couldn't have just got that and nicked a couple of kids. Nicked a couple of kids for someone. Um, but the limited edition TARDIS tickets are sold out, so they're, they're not included in the ballot if, if yeah. you're thinking that's what you're going to get. It's literally just the, the, the bog standard tickets. Yeah. 
Uh, but yeah, uh, we've entered, haven't we? Yes. We've entered the ballot. So I, I just I'm want... surprised actually they didn't ask you what you wanted. Did you want adult tickets, children tickets, or family tickets at the point of entering the ballot? Well, now, that, that seemed to be an odd yeah. thing to have not done. Well, here, here's the thing I haven't mentioned yet. On um, by ten, well, basically they're going to send you a unique code if you're successful, yeah. and you've got to use that by Thursday the third of October by ten a.m. Uh, and then basically, that, I think that's the the point where if nobody sort of enters that code, then the, then by that by that point, then the, the, all the tickets go back into the pot again. Yeah. So, yeah, it's well, it's another opportunity to go for tickets. Yes. Why not? Why not? So I was, I sort of, I was quite gutted that uh, couldn't uh, couldn't get any. Uh, we we are trying other other avenues to get tickets, which we're not going to go into at the moment. But um, we've got a hit list of people we know have got tickets. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> shush, 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 shush. <laughs> I haven't paid the hitman the money yet. All right. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah. So hopefully, fingers crossed, everybody. So if you do listen, to, if you hopefully you've, you've all got your email if you if you've applied for tickets before, and you've all uh, chucked your name into the hat. Um, if you haven't, then it's all the more chance for myself and Paul to get a ticket. <laughs> okay, now, um, talking of other c- celebration events around November, it's been announced that Adventure in Space and Time, which you, sh- you should all know by now, is the docudrama written by Mark Gatiss about the genesis of Doctor Who. Um, it's going to be shown at the BFI, or get its premiere, I should say, at the BFI, on Tuesday the 12th of November. And again, it's going into the ballot system. Yeah. Um, so the ballot system will be open on Tuesday, the first of October. Uh, for um, I don't know if this is this is for ballots, isn't it? And the BFI yes. champ, the BFI champions, sorry, get it on Monday the thirtieth. Yeah. So the ballot will close on Friday, the fourth of October, and then entrance will be notified on Monday the seventh. Yeah, it's been pretty standard for all the it has, BFI it? Doctor Who stuff yeah. since yeah. the fourth Doctor. Uh, I think it has been. It's the fourth Doctor. Yeah. 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 Now, I'm in two minds about this, to mm-hmm. be honest, because I'm not entirely... Because this is going to be the BFI event or Doctor Who 50 event for November. Yeah. Is this, because I've heard rumours that the 11th Doctor um, show is going to be in December. There's going to be like an extra one after the, all the celebrations are over. I'm sort of quite happy to watch this one on television with everybody else. Uh, mm, I don't know. I don't, this one, I'm not, enti- I'm not that, that worried about. I think honest. I'm going to enter the ballot, and if I, I mean, yeah, I know what you mean. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be disappointed if I don't win any tickets this time. So then we're on in a two weeks' time saying about how we've got tickets. Everyone who didn't get tickets is going to go. How they don't even want to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, if I get tickets, I'll go. But I just say I'm not. I'm not that worried if I don't get tickets this time. I have been to the others because it's okay. I know I can watch any of those old. Uh, classic serials on on um, on DVD, but it's just the fact that to watch old Who on a big screen, I f- I think, and, and then, I you, think and then you've got the Q and A with the, with the actors and the production teams afterwards. So yeah. that's that's been the, the highlight of it for me. No, I, f- I, I I quite like the idea of going to see it on the big screen. I say, yeah. So I'm not I'm not entirely sure. Not entirely sure about that. But um, but then to say if I do get tickets, I'm not giving them away. <laughs> <laughs> No, anyone out there hoping that our future competition was going to be no, 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 no. I, do you know what? I don't think you've got. We've that. already heard what I think about the list. Well, exactly. Yeah, Sodom is your answer, but actually, so is mine now. Actually, sod all the listeners. Um, 
Actually, there's no one listening to this anyway, is there? So. <laughs> No, we can do this from the firm knowledge that we're not actually driving anyone away from the No, podcast. we're not, no. <laughs> and if and if we did enter these uh, tickets into a competition, nobody entered the t- competition <laughs> anyway, so we'd still be left with a load of tickets. So. <laughs> oh, dear. Right, okay, so moving on, moving on. Now, a couple of weeks ago, we mentioned about The Doctors Revisited, which is that um, show that's been on BBC America going through each doctor. Yes. And the schedule for, because it's been shown on Watch and in, in the UK, which I actually thought was a free-to-air channel, and it's not. No. It's subscription only, which I think is a, quite unfair for it to be on there, but hey. But anyway, the schedule at the time only went up to the Sunday, the 20th of October, which was the, the fourth Doctor, and the story they were showing with Pyramids of Mars. Uh, now, we've got the, the rest of the schedule here. Now, as we surmised and got correct for once, Earthshock is the Fifth Doctors, and that's on Saturday the 26th of October. Then on Sunday the 27th of October, you've got Vengeance on Varos. Saturday the 2nd of, of November, Battlefield. Then on Sunday the 3rd, you've got Doctor Who the Movie, which is obviously the only thing they can show for, for Paul McGann, isn't it? Yeah. Um, then Saturday the 9th is Bad Wolf Parting of the Ways. Then Sunday the 10th, Stolen Earth Journey's End. And then Saturday the 16th, The Impossible Astronaut and Day of the Moon. Yes. Now, we had a bit of a, a pre-show chat about this, didn't we? Yes, we had a pre-show cocktail. Yes, indeed. <laughs> and um, I'm, I'm having one right now, actually. This is a during-show cocktail. And, um, yeah, I just found it a bit of a, a, a strange story to pick, because it's not the best two-parter. No. Cause we I, of, suppose, I suppose because it's got the... Questionable regeneration scene, hasn't it? It's, mm, I suppose so. Uh, yeah, there, there, there just was better episodes they could have used, yeah. wasn't there? I mean, we've sort of saying about the Weeping Angels from the fifth series. Yeah, would have, that would have been the better. The would better have been choice. our pick. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, mind you, I know it's my my dislike of series sixes shining through quite brightly there. Actually, um, I just think it's a it's a mess of a story, and not the best one to really highlight Matt Smith. No. To be honest, I really don't. But but hey, you know, classic Who on the telly. It's, I know it's not terrestrial TV. It's you know it's pay it's pay per view, uh, not pay per view subscription channel only. But uh, it's well for those of you who got it, it's it's better than nothing, isn't it? Yeah. Eric, to be I honest. mean, to, to be honest, I mean, it isn't um, Watch's decision, is it? They've no. just bought it from America, so yeah. or they've they've just taken what America put out. So it's it's whoever in America decided that episode. Yeah, possibly. Well, I'm not sure. I know the Doctor Revisited documentary is, the, is that's the BBC America content, but I don't know about the choice of episodes that follows. I think they they following pretty much. Is it pretty much their out. schedule? Is it? Yeah, what uh. out what out, went out there. And I suppose from that point of view, seeing as that was set in America, suddenly seems actually to make a bit more sense. Yeah, I suppose why, it does. Really, yeah. Why it was chosen for American TV? Oh well, oh, having well. just realised that now. Yeah. <laughs> We have loads of epiphanies when we record, don't we? It's amazing. Yes. It's absolutely amazing. Well, it's um, it's a bit of a, a, a slow news week. Now, obviously, we were sort of hoping to sort of talk about our visit to the beer fire to see, funnily enough, Stolen Earth and Journey's End. Uh, but this is why we're recording on Friday night. Yes. Because we're not going to have time to record on Sunday. So um, hopefully we'll have, we'll have a bit more of that next week. Yes. With, with, uh, with any luck. So we'll have a bit more of a... Um, and also, we'll have a bit of news also on, because on the Saturday the 5th, we're also seeing the 8th Doctor, BFI Shame. Yes. So we'll have Which dub- one is that again? 
oh, I don't know. There's something to choose from. <laughs> Do you think it might be Doctor Who the movie? Yeah, maybe. Maybe, maybe. You never know. So, yeah, so we'll, we'll have a sort of a double report, a double BFR report next week. Anyway, now moving on from that, we have another journey to Omega's Tat Corner. You pester me with trinkets! Now, we have three items of tat for you this week, and... Well, we are really are. Well, it's not even the best tool last, is it? it? It's a peculiar one. Yes. We can't quite get over it, to be honest. And um, so we'll set that one tool last. So, first things first, from Forbidden Planet, we found out there is um, a, a special weapons Dalek coming out with which with this, which has got effects on it as well. It's, so it says here. Apparently, it sort of has a few speech things and sound effects and whatever. It doesn't look too bad, does it? No, it actually, yeah, it looks... Looks quite okay. Um, it's available to pre-order from ForbiddenPlant.com uh, for fourteen ninety nine, and it ships um, on the 15th of November, it says here. Yes, just in time. Just in time for Christmas again, that, that yes. idle stocking filler, So I'm going to say. Um, do you know what? I'm actually quite tempted by this one. Yeah, I mean, it is, and it is something that you think, oh, that's not just something they've repackaged. Yeah. Have they, have they done an ordinary... Special weapons Dalek without sound effects on it. I don't know, actually. Because it says it's a five-inch poseable Dalek action figure, includes um, sound effects and speech, and requ- uh, requires three uh, 1.5-volt batteries. Yes. So I, I don't know. I don't know if they have done one previously. Maybe someone there can answer our question for us. Mm. Who knows? Who knows? So uh, on to the next item of tat. Which is also a Dalek. This is also a Dalek, uh, also for, from Forbidden Planet. Now, this was sent to us uh, by one of our listeners or one of our followers um, in our Facebook group, and it's a Dalek Mr. Potato Head. Yes. Um, I mean, I just want to know, is, is it interchangeable with the 11th Doctor? <laughs> Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> uh, why? That's all we've got to say. <laughs> why? Why? Oh, God. Um... Yeah, because all Daleks had great big boggly eyes sticking out of them, didn't they? I mean, oh, oh god, it's the sound of that barrel being well and truly scraped again, isn't it? Or scraping off the yeah. potato peelings. I, I, I don't know. Say, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah um, okay, that is expected to ship on Tuesday, the fifteenth of October, and again, yes. it is fourteen ninety nine. Yes, I know which one I'm leaning towards. Yes, indeed, place, so. indeed. Uh, yeah, they really just have run out of things to to do now, haven't they? Yeah. When they're getting down to Dalek potato heads. So what's next? I mean, they haven't done the obvious one, the Sontaran. No. <laughs> yeah, they are sort of skirting around that. They aren't are, aren't they? So <laughs> Maybe yeah, they are saving the best till last. It just comes with the two boggle eyes, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it could either have a butler suit or the full Sontaran <laughs> battle armour. Yeah. So I see that that could work, you see. That one could work. Now, like... The Potato Head people saving the best tool last. We've also saved the best tool last as well because um, you come across this this item and well, it actually came out last week before last, didn't it? Yes. Really. And um, it's taken us a week to actually believe it. It, ha- it has. Um, do, do you want to sort of like sort of like say where, where you where you <laughs> what drew your attention to this, Paul? <laughs> I can I can't particularly remember what drew my attention to this. Just the fact that once I was drawn to it, I had to read it all. Well, the the opening gambit of this, um, it just you know I'll quickly sort of give you a brief synopsis. It says that to the delight of Doctor Who fans everywhere, the BBC has announced that the fifth anniversary episode called "Dad the Doctor" 
will star Matt Smith, David Tennant, uh, Billy Piper, Jenna Coleman. And the Amazing Knight will definitely be needed to defeat all the foes which the episode brings back. Daleks, Cybermen and Zygons. Okay. Then it goes on to say, with such a, a dangerous array of foes, the Doctor needs all the help he can get. He requires exceptional mental strength and endurance, but also the ability to adapt to very different challenges. These very qualities bring to mind a new generation of pumps that Verda has recently launched. Here we ask how the Doctor could use Verda's pumps to defeat his adversaries. <laughs> it just sort of, you just think, hang on a minute, what am I reading? <laughs> yeah, these are basically um, water pumps or... Yes. or um, I, I t- well, I don't know if they were used for sort of like for uh, as ponds or hose pumps. I don't know actually. know. I think well, the first one's definitely a hose pump because it says it's a Verda hose pump. Yes, and, and they used that one. This model was called the Verda Air Pure, and they've made that go up against the Cyberman. Yes. So then it goes on to say uh, that the Cybermen are a race of emotionally, psychologically enhanced humanoids whose original weakness was gold. It made them easy, a little bit too easy to, to defeat, and a simple glitter gun was able to destroy an entire legion of Cybermen in the Cyber Wars. Um, it says in that it says this weakness was downplayed almost to the point of removing it. So they've done a little bit of background here, haven't yeah. they? So obviously some sort of fan has put some work in there. But he said, for example, using a, a Verda hose pump, which has applications in gold mines, <laughs> to attack Simon wouldn't actually do a lot of damage to the modern day version of the race. Um, but then it's... <laughs> but then it's just sort of like, um, unlike the Cybermen... The Verda Air Pure Pump is constructed to be non-reactive to solvents. <laughs> this robust series of double diaphragm pumps <laughs> produce from one piece pure PE. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> or PTFE plastic can pump harsh liquids and can withstand severe process conditions. <laughs> but again, don't, don't leave the TARDIS without one, isn't it? <laughs> oh, God. It said, it, and it ends this particular one, it would have no trouble handling the solvents and explosive fluids that are so lethal to Cybermen. <laughs> All right, okay. It gets better, okay. Um, Zygons versus the Verdamag Global. <laughs> this part, this part uses magnetic, <laughs> magnetic polarity to generate flow. So, Can you reverse, reverse it? <laughs> um, it says the Zygons would be no match for the Verdamag Global High Pressure Mag Drive Pump, it is suitable for circulating fluids in a high pressure system up to 200 bar, such as in fast loop systems and nanofiltration membranes. There you go. <laughs> oh, God. Um, and it basically, the reasoning behind it, it could easily defeat a Zygon, this particular pump, because the Zygons and their technology are biological in nature, and they could easily be destroyed by a high pressure, high temperature jet of fluids. <laughs> Can't we all? <laughs> I mean, some people pay good money for that, wouldn't right. they? <laughs> In certain certain clubs. <laughs> now, this is where this is where all, go, all their, their little their research goes a little bit wrong, doesn't it? Um, yes. Because the last one, obviously, it's the Daleks versus the Verdaflex Dura. Basically, goes on about the the Dalekanimana protects his hateful, unfeeling salt and pepper shaker cyborgs from host attacks, and it says they're portrayed as invincible in the first series. Now, I'm assuming they mean Christopher Eccleston. Here, yeah, uh, they could be easily defeated by the innovative application of stairs. Yes, uh, no, yeah. they actually flew up the stairs. Then, um, yes. however, this made things a little bit too simple. So the second series introduced flying Daleks. So all their little bit of knowledge has been has been sort of it's just their 
it's just toppled over right there, isn't it? Uh, it's just, just let down at the end. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, he's, he's standing there with his pump as they kill him. Right, well, this it gets better, because it's exactly the lack of emotions that represents the Daleks' biggest weakness. Relying too heavily on logic has caused the Daleks to lose their powers of intuition and inspiration. And this, combined with their physical weak points, the eye stalk and manipulator arm, will render them useless against the Vertiflex Jura. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. This innovative... Now, I can't pronounce... I've never heard this word before. Um, peristaltic pump. Yes. Performs remarkably well with abrasive slurries, <laughs> such as lime chemical and wastewater treatments, uh, dry running liquid feeds, shear sensitive polymers, and highly viscous sludge. <laughs> yeah, and, it, and it, then it goes on to say, picture this. Right? So, this is a real like, sales pitch. Picture this, okay? An army of heinous or heinous Daleks is preparing to subjugate mankind. All the doctor needs is a series of Vertiflex Dura pumps. To help project thick slurry at the eye stalks and manipulator arms of the Daleks, thus rendering them useless. Exterminate? I don't think so. <laughs> oh, God. This has got to be the most shameful, unofficial piece of... Uh, it's not even tat, is it? Uh, it's, no, it's, it's difficult to I'm describe. Just, it's just... I tried to see the, 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 the letter that went into BBC for licensing. <laughs> exactly. Um, there, there's no licensing going on here. There's absolutely no licensing going on here. Um... No, actually, what this reminds me of, this is, this is almost actually, rather than that, this is they've heard that this is coming, Doctor Who's coming to watch TV with adverts. Yeah. And they're thinking, you sometimes on ITV or Dave or whatever, you get individual programmes sponsored by something. And they do a little, they have a little acting bit don't they be in the beginning of the adverts that's right yeah yeah i imagine this is someone's quick draft something just in case we get (laughs) yeah in case we get the license to (laughs) to sponsor doctor who with our pumps um now actually actually finishes off um here it says and they sort of they really sort of you know build themselves up it says so there you have it the doctor comes out victorious and the world is saved thanks to three new generation verda pumps we didn't even need to call on the talents of Tenant Piper and Coleman. And of course, as well as fighting aliens, these extremely reliable and innovative technologies have a variety of engineering applications in a range of industries and sectors. I thank you. <laughs> I actually just realised at the bottom of this, of course, the people that are holding this advert also say we're not responsible for any omissions or errors contained in this article. <laughs> And there's, an, there's something to click for emails. So shall we send one and say, excuse me, but they could go upstairs in the first series. Yes, they could incur the wrath of, <laughs> of Doctor Who nerds now. <laughs> yeah, this it's uh, yeah, this company's called Verda UK, um, based in Yorkshire. So, oh, God. So, yeah, look them up. Look them up. Look this, this up because it is absolutely fantastic. I've never come across anything like this before. It's utterly shameful. And it's, it it's really somebody, they give, somebody's there saying, go on, go on, give it to Steve, here, do it. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he, what's, what's he doing? He's, he's not really doing anything. Go on, give it to him. Just tell him, put out what he likes. <laughs> Link it to something he's interested in. Go on. <laughs> Good job it weren't porn. <laughs> <laughs> porn and pumps. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, how about what... getting back to how I found the article? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, that, I, mean, I must admit, that, that really has padded out an otherwise very, very short news item this week. So, yes. <laughs> so 
So thank you for the good people at Verda. Oh, thank you very much, Verda. Um, I mean, please, please keep giving us gold like that each week, please. You know that that is utterly fantastic. Yeah, we still not we still don't know what to do with our Silurians, so please let us know. If you've got a pump that that'll answer the call to defeat yes. Silurians, come on. You're slipping. Come on. So um, I th- I think let's end that there, shall we? Let, let, let let's get on with the review, shall we? Yes. <laughs> so okay, yeah, folks. So for another week, then that was the news. Right, everybody, it's time to continue with our Series 3 retrospective, and this week we are discussing the family of blood. Your friend or your lover? Your choice. I've seen him. He's like fire and ice and rage. He's like the night and the storm and the heart of the sun. He's ancient and forever. He burns at the centre of time and he can see the turn of the universe. We are the family of blood. Attack! What exactly do you do for him? Run! Save us. I am not the doctor. Right, Paul, it's definitely your turn to go first this week. Yes. Yes, so what do you think? (laughs) <laughs> and I, I think this is going to be more of the same to what we had last week, in more ways than one. I, I think. think you may be right there, yes. Ian, this is, story just can continues, which is unusual sometimes with the uh, two-part episodes, as you can sometimes get two different stories almost bolted together. Yeah, we've, we've sort of gone into this at great length before, haven't we, uh, with our, our issues with two-part stories, but I think this is just as near perfect to two-part stories as you're ever going to get. And unless you're going to change your opinion from last week, you're probably going to go on about the same as how much we enjoyed this, I think. I think so. I certainly did. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So Uh, what was it about it that that you particularly liked about this one? um, It's just the fact is, usually sometimes even with the two-part stories, you don't get a chance to have character development to get backstories to stuff. And this one has had that. Yeah, so you you associate with what's happening with the with John Smith, and you actually do feel for him as a person. Yeah, I I, I think that's what we said last week because we wanted to look to this week to discuss David Tennant's acting. Yeah, and it you know it is two completely different characters he's doing there. Yeah, um, and you can when he switches into the Doctor, sort of like when he first like I was sort of skipping towards the end when he they give him the watch, and he sort of very briefly sort of trots out that line as the Doctor then sort of realises what's happening. And I thought it was very, very subtly done. I mean, yes. obviously he still is the Doctor. Um, he still sounds exactly the same as the Doctor, maybe a little bit uh, more uh, of a clipped accent as John Smith. Yes. But the the whole line delivery and the way he, he sort of carries himself, it was completely different. It's just so slowed and toned down, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and do you know what? I actually wished he'd played the Doctor more like that. Yeah, but I don't. Well, it, 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 that wasn't how Russell T Davies wanted no, it to wasn't. play it, was it? it? Wasn't. So no. Um, I think actually one of the good things about doing these retrospectives, I'm actually starting to like Tennant's Doctor again, and Tennant as an actor. Yeah, which well, I think yeah. towards the end of the series, his reign, shall we say, was um, not quite the case. No. 
it's it's weird because we're going backwards, aren't we, through, yeah. through these series? And maybe we sort of looked at the worst of Tenant, yeah, to begin with, and then we're sort of getting back to some of the better stuff. And also, if you give him a decent script and let him, well, play the character, as yeah, him, yeah, there, there, there is that. <laughs> there is that. Um, it obviously shows how good he is. Yeah, and perhaps we've still got got caught up a bit in Matt Smith and oh, how great an actor he is and whatever. But we did tend to deride Tennant a bit more. And yeah, I don't know if, it, if deride's the right word. Um, I think maybe that's just how, as if we said it, it's just how he was asked to play it by RTD. Yeah, yeah, I think we, we've, we've sort of said that. But you, yeah. you do then tend to blame the actor when the you think the performance is over the top. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, so it's quite nice seeing him get a chance to... And to actually sit there and just enjoy his performance. Yeah. Oh, definitely, definitely. I think it's just one of one of the, the best things he's he's done in Doctor Who. Yeah. But as you say, it's it's if you get a good script and it is a great script to work with. Yeah. It, it really is, as you said. It, it just carries on completely from last week. It's not two stories bolted together. They both flow perfectly from one to the other. Yeah. Um, and also, it just you know, it's soon as soon as they get out of the um like the, the local dance hall. The pace is relentless. Yeah. It, it doesn't feel like they're trying to shoehorn as much stuff as they can into 45 minutes. No, it, it's it's still pretty much character-based, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it still moves at breakneck speed, but it's still given time for, as you say, for those character-developing moments. I mean, Which, even even a, even a small character like the headmaster. Yeah. Actually, then you, you get some of the backstory to him, you get to see what sort of character he is. And it whereas that could have just been... Yeah, and it's oh, like, he walks out, he gets killed. Yeah, here we go. But what I was going to say was, it doesn't feel like exposition. No, it the way it's written, the way it's acted, it feels natural. Yeah, to to get that backstory rather than sort of like shoehorned in to to basically move a particular plot, uh, plot point along for argument's sake. No, you know? yeah, it, it, it's you just feel oh, this is a real character. Yeah, yeah, um, and for, and for Doctor Who, especially now in the new yeah. series, because it. it as you know, that forty-five minute uh, format, it does restrict on what you can do. So you don't always have time to do that character development. No, I mean uh, we, we sort of come through this from forty-two, didn't we? Yeah. Which is the, rather than the this two, the first part of this two part was the previous thing we've done, and we said there you just didn't really feel for any of the characters in that. No, not at all. And I think in this you do. I mean, even even getting back to the um, the, cat, the people that have been taken over. They go to the house, the cottage where, which would have been the girl's parents. Yeah, and you get the obviously it's in, intimated that she came home and killed them. Mm. You know, to even have that little backstory, so you now get the the whole um, thing about what these people are capable of and what they're doing to the village. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I thought actually that was. I mean, it's. Not often you do get sort of like a, a, a villain doctor who is quite as ruthless, yeah, as this family. Because okay, the Daleks by their nature are supposed to be utterly ruthless, but they're always easily defeated, yeah. Um, and they are sort of a bit of a, a bit of a joke, and they're not the the ruthless killing machines that maybe we got in Dalek. No, uh, to, you know that that sort of set the whole thing up, and after that it was like a law of diminishing returns. But in this, you do feel like they are a genuine threat, and everybody's on just basically running away from them. 
Yeah, and they just they're just not really interested in who they kill and what they have to do. No, exactly. As long as they get what they want, and even when yeah. they get what they want, they're not going to hold their word. No, you know, sort of like <laughs> it's like you know when when um, sort of John Smith gives himself up to them at the end, and he sort of he hands over the the the, the fob watch with the Doctor's essence in it, or which they yeah. think has got the Doctor's essence in it. They sort of don't think this is going to save your life. They're going to kill yeah. him anyway. Yeah, you know, they're utter bastards, basically. So. <laughs> But but that that scene about going to the why why she thought the cottage why the cottage would be empty yeah and whatever and just slowly just give you the hints as to what was happening and then she says oh yes this is the um, was it the Cartwright's house Cartwright's house yeah and why she thought it'd be empty and was obviously right yeah um just yeah it's just quite it, a nice quite a well played scene it was yeah. Yeah, and I think I don't think. Oh, really? um, do you know what? I'd, I'd actually forgotten about that she takes them back to the Cartwright's house. Yeah, I mean, I'd forgotten that before I watched it, and I think that's perhaps one of the reasons why it stands out now is because actually you suddenly realise, oh my god, that's such a a good bit of writing and scene there. Yeah. So. Yeah, so I thought it was it was really well done, really well done. Um, but moving on from um, actually, as we're on the subject of Joan Redfern, I thought uh, Jessica Hines was fantastic again. Yes. Um, even better than last week. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's the thing, actually. There, is there anybody who isn't any good in this? Uh, no, I don't think there is, actually. I, I, it, I cannot name a single actor who, who doesn't deliver. No, all the boys do, which yeah. is unusual. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I said, even that you get the headmaster just being what should be a small part, you actually totally then believe him as well. Yeah. Just by that. The performance. I mean, even sort of so, like the uh, like the school bully Hutchison. I mean that yeah. that could have easily descended into sort of like the like a Tom Brown school day sort of um, sort of caricature. Yeah, uh, which would have been very very easily done, especially in that sort of public school environment. But he didn't. Yeah, it really didn't. And I also like the the uh, Latimer Tim Latimer character. And we didn't mention him last week, did we? No. Uh, with his no. Uh, sort of second sight. That he appears to have, but even without the fob watch. Yeah, before, isn't it? Yeah. Which yeah. is, I suppose, why it's supposed to be that he um, goes for the watch in the first place, isn't it? Yeah. Now, the whole thing about that, it's never explained. What, as, no, to... as to why he's got this second sight. And do you know what? I do not care. No. Yeah, actually, in some ways, if they tried to explain it, you'd have thought, well, that's a bit lame. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, I just... It's better just to lead, let it run. Yeah. Just leave it as that. You sort of like, you have to accept the fact that, yes, he can. You know, he's got like this some strange power or whatever, um, and I just like the. Fact and he that actually had, thought this is going to go somewhere. He's yeah. going to be reoccur somewhere later in the series and whatever. But no, no, he but doesn't. no. Actually, actually, because what I had forgotten was, if we, without rushing straight to it, is the ending to this episode. Yeah, um, that is right at the end. What with the um, the old Latimer. Yes, the the war memorial. Yeah, more service. Yeah, yeah. I actually, I actually thought that was quite a moving scene. Yes, because they didn't again didn't try to do too much with it. No, there was no Just, there was no sort of corny dialogue or, or, or no. try, trying to wring emotion out of yeah. the, excuse me out of the audience. It was just it was just in his wheelchair at, at the memorial service, and he saw the Doctor and Martha. Yeah, on, on Remembrance Sunday, um, exchanging looks. Yeah. Yeah. And that was it. I thought that was it was just so underplayed. Yeah. Um and that was a good thing. Yeah, and considering this had been about in the, in the lead up to the First World War and everything. So yeah. it seemed quite fitting then that you'd have a 
a bit of remembrance for those. Yeah, that's it. That's it. No, I thought it was excellent. I really think it was excellent. Actually, the, I mean, I like the the um, the fact that sort of like holding that watch has sort of gave Tim some sort of in sort of look into the future. Yeah, fighting in the trenches. Uh, and I did think it was quite interesting. The one person he saved was Hutchison. Yes, considering how, how absolutely as to use that uh, to use the language of the time, it's absolutely beastly to him. Yes. So, uh, yeah, I, I thought that was that was good as well. Even despite all like the, the you know the beatings that Hutchinson dished out to Latimer, yeah, and, he, and went out of his way to get him in trouble. Yeah, he um and, and called him a coward all the time. He was probably the one person who wasn't a coward. Yeah, you know. So yeah, I thought that was that was good because apparently in the in the novel Hutchinson dies. All oh, right, he dies in the war. Um, he's meant to save the life of a character who was destined to die in the war, but it's not Hutchinson who does die. And at the at the memorial service, he wears a white poppy. Right. Because he was a member, but apparently that's something to do with, with with the Red Cross, right? You wear a white poppy instead. So um, yeah, I thought that was uh, that was again. But I don't mind that change. I think it worked. Yeah, it did. Yeah, because it had been too much to explain in a yeah um, in the little time they had there. Yeah, you'd have had to have then gone into the explanation, which would have killed the scene. Yeah. Oh, definitely, definitely. Now we we talked about like the John Smith character again, and I thought. The way this was played was, or sort of written, was absolutely fantastic. The fact that he didn't want to change back, no, and and what he said to what he said to Martha as well that it was sort of like it was almost like a sheer desperation of not wanting to to die. Yeah. So what what do you do for him? What what you know what what do you do? And you know what are you to him? And uh, sort of like I'm I'm just his friend. And he sort of like, so he, so he sent you to execute me. Yeah. That it's not that he's going to be going back to a better life. No, exactly. Yeah, I I thought that was really good. I've forgotten how quite how powerful that scene was. And to be honest, to a certain extent, they didn't try and play it like that, as with people trying to persuade him that he was going to be going. This was going to be a much better life for him. It was just this is going to be a. Di- you have a different life. Yeah. You don't necessarily have a better life, perhaps. Now I did like the sort of like the look in that Joan and John got into their future. Their possible future together, getting yeah. married, having a family, etc. Which, et to a certain extent, you're you're almost thinking, did they just put that in for the next time trailer for last week's episode? <laughs> it was it was like a like a Rocky training montage, wasn't it? So... And you sort of had this. Well, how are they going to get? Oh, we've just left them with all guns pointed at their head. Yeah. How are they going to get onto a whole family set, a whole lifetime? Yeah. In the next episode. And that's and how. Yeah. It was just them both actually touching the watch. <laughs> Gave oh, them the, what their the alternative life would have be would be. What do you think to the um the old man makeup? Um, I just got distracted by the eyebrows. <laughs> yeah, it, it was okay. I mean, I was just you've you've seen them do it since, and they've got a lot better at it as well, haven't they? As yeah. as, to, as everything goes on with these sort well, of things. Well, especially as we get to um, uh, last of the time lords very very soon. Yeah. Uh, with the old man makeup in that, which I think is slightly better in that, but we'll we'll, we'll come to that when we when we get yeah. to those episodes. But um, but again, I thought the deathbed thing was actually quite underplayed as well. Yes, yeah, there wasn't any, there wasn't there wasn't that I don't want to go. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah, he was just grateful for that he led a good life. Yeah, he had a he had a he had a fantastic life with Joan, and he was he just sort of went said thank you and died. Yeah, you know, which was um, as you said, a lot better than 
bawling your eyes out saying I don't want to go. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you've got the feeling, yes, if this, if this had been the choice he'd made, he wouldn't have regretted it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I, I, I thought that was great. I thought that was absolutely great. Um, the other uh, thing as well was when, the, when the, he changes back into the Doctor. Now, do you think that the whole reason that he, he became human was basically to, to show mercy to the family of blood? Yeah, yeah, it was rather than, I presume it was rather than actually having to do what he ended up doing to them. Yeah. He just wanted them to die yeah. naturally. Yeah. As they would do. That's why had, they only had three months or so to live anyway if they couldn't get hold of him. Yeah. So he felt it was best. So he didn't have to do anything and didn't have to have it on his conscience that he just hid. Being in the end, of course, it all goes uh, pear-shaped on that front, yes. doesn't it? So, and thought... you even get to the point actually where she's saying to to uh, Joni's saying to him um, when when he's back as the Doctor, mm. if you hadn't come here, if you hadn't done what you've done, would all these people still have died? And the what? answer was no. So, in actual fact, by not taking the responsibility himself earlier on, yeah, he caused a lot more, a lot more death in the yeah than he, than he should have done. Yes. But what I like actually the, the the what she actually says if he hadn't appeared here on a whim. Yeah. And that I think that was a very very powerful line. Yeah. It's that whole thing of sort of like the doctor just appears. And again it was it was all that sort of lonely god stuff again. Yeah. But and it and even in trying to do good he's obviously it's he's made things worse for the yeah. people he's that he's now leaving behind. Yeah. And I just like that thing, it's sort of, he appeared on a whim, if you hadn't arrived here on a whim. And I do like yeah. that thing, sort of like, we, well, what are we to you? Yeah. Well, she does say again, you know, how small do we look Yeah. to you? So, uh, yeah, I, I thought it was it was all very, very powerful. And again, it wasn't overdone at the end. There was no histrionics. No. Or anything no, it, like it that. It literally was. So she said that, and then it, it, didn't, it wasn't even for him then to explain. It was just, yeah, yeah. you could tell by the look. And... Yeah. Now, again, there's another difference between this and the book. Uh, apparently, the seventh Doctor in the book admits uh, that he cannot love Joan the way that John did. But in this, the tenth Doctor believes he is capable of everything that John was. Yeah. So that was um, you know, that. That was a big change. And again, I, I don't know if that was just to highlight the the tenth Doctor's arrogance. Uh, yeah, maybe that is. Yeah, that I can do. That I am everything. That's yeah, yeah. I, I, I again, I thought that was. It was another good thing for Joan to use against the Doctor because he he was behaving. Actually, I do think he was behaving quite arrogantly. Yeah. At the end, towards. I him. mean, effect, effectively, yeah. The the man she loved is he's basically in in some ways killed the man she loves. Yeah. And then he's expecting her to go away with him. Yeah. Just because he looks like him. Yeah. Really. Yeah. It's. I. I. Again, I, I, you know, I keep saying it. I thought it was very, it was underplayed, and it's the best thing to do with this uh, particular yeah. story. It really was because it could have so have easily gone over the top with, like, you know, um, it's like what Stephen Moffat does now, which he keeps. This is my, one of my problems with with Moffat's era is the fact that he's always sort of trying to sort of like plan your emotions all the time, and tells you, "Oh, you're going to cry in this one." Yeah, that's what I read. That you're—it's going to break your heart watching this story, and and I think what he needs to do is to watch this, and that's how it's done. To be honest, yeah, this is how you do uh, sort of like a heartbreaking story. You don't signpost it, no, which this story doesn't do. It's underplayed. It's brilliantly acted, brilliantly written, and I—I th- I think it's just 
near as damn it perfect. Although now we come to, obviously, the bit of what he does to the family. Yeah. At the end. And we've had... When you consider what we had after um, Dinosaurs on a Spaceship and would the Doctor do that to somebody? Yep. What's that much different, really, to what he does here? None at all. And that that's always been my argument against the people. Like, the Doctor doesn't kill. The Doctor yeah. has killed throughout mm. the show's history. I mean, or he, I mean, you could say he doesn't kill here, but is this actually worse? This is worse. This is yeah. worse. He's, he's trapped them in eternity. And this is done with some forethought to a certain extent. And a certain whereas, ma- maliciousness as well. Yes, whereas with the Donaldson spaceship, he had missiles coming, he had a quick decision to make. Yeah. And he gave him one more chance to redeem himself. He didn't. No. Nope. And then he let him go. Yeah. I, I think... I, I, His death, so... I really yeah. don't know why everyone latched on to that particular aspect of that story. I really don't saying oh, the, oh this this not the doctor he doesn't kill and um, well you don't have yeah. to watch this it's this is worse than killing someone yeah I mean, I mean let's go through what he does he pushes um, mother of mine into an event horizon of a collapsing galaxy yeah and he actually pushes her out of the TARDIS yeah to do it doesn't he, like dump her dump her somewhere he pushes her out of the TARDIS he wraps the father in the unbreakable chains uh, which have forged from the heart of a dwarf star yeah and just leaves him on the floor. In some dank corridor, it looks like. Um, I'm going to say which I think is the worst one. Um, he, he suspends the sun in time in the form of a scarecrow. Yeah. Just leaves him standing in the field uh, for all, all, all time. And I think the worst one, he traps the daughter in every mirror everywhere in existence. Yes. I think that is a horrible fate yes. for someone. I really do think that is horrible. Yeah. But what a creepy thing to do to someone. You yeah. trap them but, in but, a mirror. Yeah. Yeah, to actually be, how twisted does your brain have to be yeah. to do that? But not just one mirror, it's every mirror, every mirror. in existence. Yeah. I mean, come on, that that is worse than um, Solomon's fate. Yes. At least that was quick. Yeah, and again, as, as done with, you, had, he had a, a split decision to make. Yeah. Whereas here, but it's this, obviously, this, this wasn't something that obviously happened no, this in was, seconds. This was, this, this was, this was planned. Yeah. He planned. Uh, basically, he, he said what the doctor's saying here is because the whole thing they wanted his essence so they could become basically immortal and he breathe. Gave them and, that. And, yeah, he gave them that and then some. Yeah. You you, you want to be become a you want to be immortal? Well, here it is then. Yeah. Uh, I I think that is probably one of the cruelest things the doctor's ever done. Yeah. I really do. And but again, I've got no problem with that. No. You can't have your your someone like the doctor being squeaky clean and, 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 and clean cut each week. Yeah. You know, and as I say, you don't have to go back through the history of um, the show to see that the Doctor kills people. I mean, the image of the Fendal, the Doctor gives yeah. the guy the gun to commit suicide. Yeah. I mean, there's a, I mean, there's lots of stuff in like, like Baker's era, especially in, like, the, under the Hinchcliffe uh, reign. You know, sort of like he, he gasses um, Dr. Solon to death. Yeah. In, um, oh, the, the Brain of Morbius. Yeah. He, stra- he straps a bomb to the Grand Van der Kay's back in uh, that first uh, Key to Time story, which which escapes me at the moment. Reboss operation. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So um, yeah. So I mean, let, let's let's not you know 
kid ourselves here. <laughs> ah, yeah, exactly. Which, you know, and you just watch this, and this is probably this, this probably tops most of those. I think. I think it does. I think it does. So yeah, I again, I I've got n- not a bad word to say about this story. No, not one, not one. Um, actually, we haven't mentioned Freema Agman yet, and again, I thought she was great. Yeah, in this one, I actually even 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 if you take the slightly comedy moments of her, of her every time she burst into a room, yeah, you knock and she'd run, knock and come bursting back in again. Yeah, <laughs> I but, thought it was even I even enjoyed that. I mean, I yeah, I, that was... I just thought the way she did it was it's the look on her face is like, oh for God's sake, and then she yeah. run and knock and come running back in again. You know, I, th- I thought that was brilliant. So I I I actually think that's uh. What do you think? Do you think it's a good place to end there? I think so. Yeah. Just just because otherwise we're just going to end up taking line by line saying how much we liked it. We liked it, I know. We we always say that we have great difficulty talking about episodes we really, really like because because usually it's something we don't like, it's something we get our teeth into and it generates more conversation. That's how we view it. But so we were, I think we were quite nervous about this one, weren't we? Yeah. Uh, but I, I think we've managed to to discuss it at length. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think we have. I think we have. So yeah, I, 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 you know, it's a perfect story, and it's definitely a thumbs up from the from the pair of us on that one. Yes, certainly, definitely, definitely. Right. So next week we're hoping to do an audio review. Now, uh, it's either going to be Death Steel, which is the latest in the Destiny of the Doctor uh, audio range which is the 10th Doctor story, but we know it's released in October, or early October. We don't know when yet. It usually has been early October, isn't it? Yes. So we, we so it, providing that's out. Yes, providing it's out, it's going to be that, or we're going to do a big finish. Yes. Which one we don't know yet? No. We don't know. So uh, we'll find out when the episode's released, is what I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah. You'll have to wait. You'll have to wait, because we don't know ourselves yet. Uh, that's the content we have for our listeners. <laughs> Listen in. <laughs> See if you can guess what we're going to do. Yeah, exactly. If any of you care, to be honest. But there you are. So, uh, until next week, then, it is goodbye from me, Phil. And goodbye from me, Paul. Goodbye. podcast please visit our website at who's hyphen he hyphen podcast.co.uk you can also follow us on twitter at who's underscore he underscore podcast and please also join the who's he podcast facebook group the who's he podcast is a member of the doctor who podcast alliance